Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So we, before we kick off the show today, we wanted to take a moment to tell you that you have a duty. Not a civic oh. duty, but a human duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, if you're one of the 83 states voting in this week's Super Tuesday, you have a human right Super to vote. Super Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> Now, whether you want that tangerine orangutan in office or not, you need to get out there and help set the stage for November. Whether you think those white states should shape choices, the choices we in real states get or not, or whether you believe the establishment is fighting against your candidate or not, you need to get out there and vote your conscience. As we always say here, don't vote, don't bitch. Right. So... If you're allowed to, unlike Adam and, and his state, he's not allowed to vote. It's that criminal right. record of his. That's right. Just, uh, you know, when bitches talk shit, <laughs> you expect me not to do something about you, man. It's, it's whatever, you know. Not a big deal, I guess. That, bull, that revenge porn is bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't want to be, not even in a joke. Do I want to be associated? <laughs> All right, so this week, Adam and I are coming to you live from our respective underground coronavirus protection shelters. That's right. Uh, while some of you may think the media coverage of the spread of the disease is too much, there is an infection in every continent on this fucking planet, except for Antarctica, but I expect a penguin to get something soon. So, <laughs> fucking penguin. So while uh, we had our first U.S. death this past weekend, don't be like those stupid people in fucking San Francisco and clear out a fucking Costco store. Like, Jesus Christ. Even, like, and I heard the person who passed away 
had like like she was older or something like yeah. that. Yeah, she was older yeah. and she she um actually was a he. He was older oh, and um and uh had some respiratory things, but yeah. So and even though we have morons in the White House that can't tell the difference between Ebola or the Thanos snap, you don't have to follow their lead. Just wash your goddamn hands, cover your mouth when you cough, and respect people's personal space. Oh, and buy a fucking Corona. Those 38% of people that can't tell the difference between a bottle of Corona and the coronavirus are the reason we have warning labels to not use electrical appliances in the shower. Yes, sir. I mean, you hear that shit of like the like 38% won't buy Corona's because they associate it with the coronavirus. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I mean, I like. Ugh. Calm down. So take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw that whole Costco thing online and people were saying like there's a line around the block before a Costco opened, and you see people inside like clearing out. Clorox uh, fucking disinfectant wipes and all that shit. And I'm like, oh my God, are you people fucking serious? Yeah. I was watching I was watching SNL and the guy goes, um, the guy on there said about, um, he goes, yeah, he goes, here's, he goes, he goes, and the problem is, is that when Trump speaks, he's not calming fears. The guy doesn't even know how Ebola works. And they show the clip of him on the podium saying that, yeah, well, you know, when you have Ebola, you know, you like, you disintegrate. And, what? and he's like, he goes, he goes and, and this isn't as bad. And the guy's like, is he confusing Ebola with the Thanos snap? Like, what the hell? Like, I'm like, does he know how Ebola works? And yeah, like the threat of a Thanos snap is minimal. Right. You know, so. almost non-existent, some would say. Right. Oh, right, right, right. right. I don't know. It's of course you want. First of all, you should be. We have Clorox wipes and all that shit anyway. You should be using that and being clean. Right. Not overly clean, but just, you know, clean. But it's so funny because the same people that are doing that and overreacting are the same people that don't get the measles vaccine. Right. <laughs> and measles is like five times more contagious. You know the measles I, – I learned this recently. The measles like virus – does this it has this nifty party trick where <laughs> let's say someone with the measles coughs right. okay it's airborne obviously but for some there's something about the measles that it's so light that it just stays there right in the air so you literally walk through a cloud of measles and that terrifies me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> even like, though I have the measles vaccine, it terrifies me. And, and like even though like they say with the coronavirus it's it's not airborne it doesn't linger in the air. No. You have to be in someone's direct line of a sneeze or a cough or what have you. But it's like you I know, think it's less contagious than the flu. Slightly. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. And we're nitpicking at this way. It's still dangerous, but <laughs> right. it's not it's not something, you know. And it's all, just it's not the only game in town. Everyone's right. acting like we've been perfectly safe. <laughs> and now all of a sudden <laughs> And and it, it it is known that, you know, the people with uh um older people with you know, compounded respiratory issues or something like right. that are more susceptible to passing away. But that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, they, and some guy on TV was like, yeah, he goes, you have to, he goes healthy. He goes like, they were right when they said healthy people don't really have anything to fear. They might have mild or not even have symptoms of it. They go, but the problem is, is that when you take into account this many people have respiratory issues, this many people, young or old have, you know, babies and stuff like that with, you know, issues, those people are susceptible. So it is, you know, 
it is and we've reached that point where it's no longer like coming from like people that just travel to you know um china or whatever i mean fucking that looks like that um established outburst that happened in italy and you know the they're three people that two people in um, washington state one was a healthcare worker and one was a patient of that worker got it and they don't know how they got it because they never traveled you know so it's kind of like did somebody come in and like you know get one of them sick and then it passed on to somebody else and so it's like you know it's like going yeah you know you know universal healthcare would have been really good about now you know <laughs> i mean and and we do live in a country that has very good health care but best believe if you get the coronavirus they will give you extra attention yeah <laughs> when you're in a fucking plastic bag with a respiratory <laughs> machine so but we like, all, it, to think that it would never be an issue here is foolish no. like I, I all the people are like oh it's never gonna cut like when the president said that i'm like God, why are you such an idiot <laughs> yeah, right. like you're just like and i usually try i even try to give donald trump the benefit of the doubt i try but like you don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about and then he put pence in charge of it and we're all gonna die yeah i know china's gonna can, look we, like we can pray the beta it, maybe, test maybe we can pray it away <laughs> jesus <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's just ridiculous. And it's like, what was it? Oh, well, because he dealt with something in his home state or something. Yeah. And that's that, heard that, he dealt with it poorly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had an AIDS outbreak. And like, you know, he, he, well, we'll pray the gay away. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, thanks. But, like, but the thing was, is like, you know, you see instances of where, like you hear, like only a couple of hundred people may have been tested here in the United States. When you look at South Korea. They have fucking drive through like clinics where you can drive in. They can take your temperature, see how you're doing. You know, they've tested more than several hundred thousand. It's like, why don't we have that here? Be oh, because we're a capitalist society that only, well, if we're not making money on it, why bother with it? Right. You know, so. And, you know, Trump's only concerned is about the stock market. I want to call him fears about the stock market because I don't care that people die, but the stock market needs to, you know needs needs to, to to stay strong right the stock market will be fine yeah <laughs> because this is a temporary thing right you know it's just like um but it is hurting a lot of business like apple you know what, oh absolutely yeah. absolutely it, when i'm and this i'm not before i say this <laughs> <laughs> i'm using this as an example i'm not complaining about a first world fucking problem okay um, i don't mean to but, sound racist but <laughs> <laughs> right um when i i recently like two weeks ago, I think, I think that recent, I got the new iPhone right. and um, it was a bit of a chore. Like I had to go like four different places <laughs> and they get, everyone was like, yeah, the, the they had they've stopped production because of the coronavirus like that. And the guy who was talking to me looked really irritated. He was like, oh, yeah, I guess they stopped making. It. And I'm like, it might be to protect their families i i don't that's more important right you know and he goes well yeah but it's in china and I, i'm like oh my god and i i literally can i talk to somebody else yeah exactly like, like you're you're obviously a fucking piece of shit you know what i mean like so yes you might have to wait a little longer for things um and yeah it probably it is gonna hurt can i can i speak There's, to someone with a heart please right you obviously Jesus. are a piece can I, can I speak to someone who didn't sell their soul for a fucking crack <laughs> Jesus. Um, but the, 
I think it's going to hurt more the sector, more blue collar sectors that require parts that are being made in China. Yeah. And it also depends on how long this goes, because if it goes longer, you know, it could could definitely start hurting everybody. Like yeah. right now, well, China's a communist country. You can get back to work when they can get back to work. Right. Trust me. But I'm talking about like here, like if things get worse right. here and in other, because you know, movie theaters and restaurants and and places where public goes, it's starting to kind of diminish. I even noticed when I went to the store a couple times this week, like there wasn't that many people there. And you know, I was sad. We went to um, we were running some errands on Saturday, and there's this place that we go to when we're on that side of town, which is like a, it's like a ramen place. And uh, a nice Chinese couple fucking owns it or whatever. Chinese or Japanese, whatever, whoever makes fucking ramen. I can't remember. <laughs> um, and the place is usually pretty busy. And all the places around it, the pizza shop, all that are all busy. There was no one in the ramen shop. I'm like, you racist <laughs> fucking asshole. I said, that's cool. Let me get some ramen. I ain't got to wait. Because usually when we're there, we got to wait. Right. Fuck ramen's so bomb too. Oh my god. Is this like uh uh all you can eat now? <laughs> yeah. Let me get some of that ramen, please. Right. <laughs> and she was so happy that we came in. I was like, is this what's gonna is this what we're doing? Yeah. Like, can we not? Yeah, this is this is where we're at now. And it's just fucking sad. Yeah. Like these fucking people have nothing to do with the <laughs> but you know who isn't racist? The coronavirus. Yeah, That's who's exactly. not racist. Like everybody's going, you know, that would be kind of interesting. You know how Trump has his big rallies? <laughs> like we have an outbreak at one of them. <laughs> Someone at my job, and this is a manager at my job, and it should it should explain partly why I'm going to a job interview at a different company tomorrow. <laughs> um, they someone had bought, so we have a uh, a mail room, obviously, and you can get personal packages sent there. Um, and people do that. I don't know what neighborhood they fucking live in where they need to have packages sent to work, but I or they're did, buying I shit. I only did that when um, it needed a signature. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. because you know you're going to be there. Right. Um, but the – well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so they get something. As, and they, I, escorting I you, as they escort you out the building. Hey, um, I'm having my uh, laptop come over. Can somebody sign and let me know like when it gets here? Right. I don't remember what it was, but like 90% of the stuff we order, it was from China. Right. So it had, um, you know, those, they don't put the styrofoam peanuts in there anymore. They put like the, the, Bubble it's lab. like bags of air. Yeah. And she goes, be careful. Cause that air's from China. Oh, Jesus Christ. And you legit heard me from my desk. Go, what the fuck? <laughs> and everyone just kind of looked at me and I'm like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I think anything. that says it all. I think that just said it all. I don't know if I have this other job yet. I, ain't, I don't. <laughs> I don't need. Oh, by the way, just quick, uh, quick update. Um, I did the phone interview for this new job, um, which is more money and a step up. I'm telling the fans, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've moved on to the face to face. From what I'm being told, the people that work there. So I'm not. I'm not hanging my hat on it because you know. Right. Until I get the offer letter, right. it ain't a thing. But they're saying, yeah, if you pass the phone interview, you re- unless you royally fuck up the face to face, you pretty much already have the job. The, you just have the background check because there's a federal level background check right. that has to be done for the work that I do. You're gonna go in there um, swinging big dick, motherfucker. I stay swing. My dick is so big. My dick is at work, <laughs> and I'm home. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, like it's entering the building now for the interview that I don't have until tomorrow at 6 p.m. You know, 
what I noticed too is you have to stay focused in life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because I said that I was applying to a select couple of friends. I said I was applying because I don't want everyone knowing. Right. Because I haven't put my I haven't put it two weeks in or anything. Um and one of them was trying to guilt trip me, saying that I was leaving her there. And I'm all and that shit doesn't affect me. Right. But it's it's the surprising thing is that does affect people. Mm. And it's like imagine if that affected me and I didn't go to a higher paying job with better opportunities of all because one person was fucking crying that you were gonna leave. I'll tell you why though. I'll tell you why. It's not because they like you or they miss you or anything like that. Misery loves company. That's right. It's that fucking jealousy. They don't yeah. want other people to succeed exactly. because this, my real friends at work are happy as fucking clams for me. Yeah. But this other one's like just someone I fucking hang with at lunch sometimes and they were hating, hating. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Yeah. Cause it's it usually, yeah. Usually it's like, oh, good. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's like, uh, you know, hope you get it, you know? And then there's the other people. And it's, it's like that, like in the neighborhood when you go to college, like think you know shit cause you go into college, you know, it's that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> It's like what the fuck? Like, you know, never, oh, what you think you you think you're better than us now? Is that what you think? It's like, um, yeah. no, I know I'm better than you. So I'm not capable of I'm not capable of that level of insecurity. So I don't <laughs> I don't know about like whenever I hated I had a really good friend back in the day, and Steve will know who I'm talking about, but um, he's not my friend anymore because he's a fucking douchebag, um, and started yelling at my wife for some shit. But hey, anyway, I was drunk. Uh, I told you I was sorry for that. <laughs> No, I'll let you yell at her. That's fine. Um, but uh, he was like that. Anytime I, I came up, it was always some, a little bit of negative. Well, are you sure that's going to pan out? Like, should you even worry about that? And and at the time, you don't notice right. because you trust your friends and stuff like that. But then you you look back on it and you're like, God, fuck that douchebag. Right. Like, you just hating, didn't want to see a motherfucker shine. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm always happy when a friend's coming up. Yeah. If one's winning, the team is winning. Unless you're, unless you're, unless that part of that team is getting like an iPhone and you like got no iPhone. So, you know, then, then other than that though, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an iPhone. I have an 11 Pro Max. Oh, oh, so. oh. So that's shit. I also have an Apple Watch as well. I mean, if we want to lay the fucking shit on the table, bro, we can do it. <laughs> it's like fucking asshole. <laughs> Skype all disconnect. <laughs> This week's episode is really short. <laughs> so that's our show because Adam's a fucking douchebag. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, moving on. Many retro gamers are familiar with the code. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, and start. That infamous code was created by former Konami employee Kazushi Hashimoto. He was 61. Konami announced the passing, his passing via Twitter last week. The code is closely associated with Contra and the NES. However, the code first appeared in 1985's Gradius. The story goes that Hashimoto, who had to port the arcade title to the NES, added it so he could properly playtest the notoriously difficult Contra game. However, he forgot to remove the code, and it made its way into the final game and was shipped to consumers. But it's thanks to Contra, so many people in North America have fond memories of that cheat. By entering the Konami code, you got 30 lives, which made it, which made the uh, very difficult, <laughs> to put it mildly, title manageable. Uh, since then, it's made its way into countless other games and more broadly into pop culture. 
I remember using that code for fucking Contra. Yeah. That game was, oh my God, bonkers. It was fun, but it was so fucking difficult. Oh, I know. But it's like the games, it's funny because Contra comes out and I don't think Contra was the first game that was like the run and gun platformer. But it was the it was one that like blew up the fucking genre. Yeah. And then the NES is like every other game was a fucking <laughs> running. <laughs> but it's like it's cool too because it's like the the first game that gives the codes. So then you had all those other games in the like early to late nineties that had codes. I still remember fucking um, uh, Rogue Squadron. Uh, oh, uh, Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron, and I have a little post-it note inside that has all the fucking cheat codes. Uh, yeah what was the PlayStation 2's uh, SSX Tricky. I have the, all the cheat codes to get open up all the <laughs> all of them, all that shit. Oh, yeah. I, I remember used to picking up those uh, gamer mags so you can get the cheat codes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's tricky, tricky, tricky. I remember that fucking game. Dude, that game, is, that game when it came out with the – I remember Patrick, uh, when he first got his PlayStation 2, it was the first one I was to get a PlayStation. He got a day of release. He skipped school that day. To stay home and play the PlayStation. As he should. As he should, right. And it came with a demo of uh, SSX Tricky. And I remember after school, we all went back to his place. And we were, like, playing the shit out of that demo. That after, I think, like, two or three months, somebody actually decided to go buy the game. (laughs) (laughs) That was how it was back in the day. You burnt out a fucking demo, dude. Oh, yeah. Dude. Just get the demo disc that came in the fucking magazines and shit. Yeah, tricky, tricky, tricky. Here we tricky. go. Tricky. Here we it's go. Tricky. And rock, tricky. To rock around to rock around. That's right. Outside, could, it's tricky. Couldn't see me on the fucking high score with that game. I was oh, a shit at yeah, that game. Dude. Oh man, everybody I, could suck a dick. And that was a game that, like, if anybody had a PlayStation, oh, bring it, bring it, bring it, because everybody yeah. could play it. Even we even had the girls playing it. So, you know, like, I want to play. And then they're like, oh, shit. Like, you know. And back back then, a girl playing a video game was weird. Right. Actually. And then, yeah, it was that and Tetris. Like, <laughs> those are the two games you could usually find them. Whenever they put their, their dolls and your wallet down, they would. <laughs> or, the, <laughs> or, or your dick, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were in college. They don't need to put time. that down. We but, were in college know. at the time, you know. So it was like, you know, it was like, oh, oh can I, I play next one? I was in elementary one? school and still relevant, <laughs> motherfucker. What's up? Like, ugh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's disgusting for me to calm down uh all right so i think it's time we get into some news news <laughs> so in a random post this week xbox head phil spencer dropped some information about the upcoming xbox series x which is expected to hit stores later this year some of the highlights included microsoft's next-gen console will deliver 12 teraflops of graphic processing power or twice that of the xbox x xbox one x or more than eight times than the original xbox one also the main processor will roughly uh, will be roughly four times stronger than that of the original xbox one and this one was like yes this was finally like really nice to hear quote our commitment to compatibility means existing Xbox One games, including backwards compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games, look and play better than ever before, Spencer said. Your favorite games, including titles in Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity. All with no developer work required, our Xbox One gaming accessories will also come forward with you. So I'm digging that the fact that it's going to be backwards compatible for everything. And I like the fact that you have to buy all new shit. 
Well, it kind of looks like, too, that um, Microsoft's trying to close the gap between PC gaming and console gaming, oh, yeah. which would really benefit them more than Sony because they, they're fucking with both platforms anyway. Right. I mean, they, they've, they've already... It looks nice, dude. And, and they already did the fact that, like, if you buy a game on the Xbox One and you have Xbox Game Pass PC, it's going to be there. Right. You know, so... Um, this, in related news, CG Project Red, Red, the developer of the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077, believes that no one should pay twice for the same game. They made it official that the game will be playable on the Xbox Series X as a free upgrade for those who already own Cyberpunk 2070 for the Xbox One when available. Now, some sites are focusing on the wording of upgrade, but I'm more concerned about when available. Does that mean that means either the game is not ready for the new console and will be available when it's done or that whenever the X, the series X is available as will the game either way, I'm good with it. Yeah, man. I like, I like when they take care of you. I'm telling you, man, I want more information on Sony though. They're being real mum over there. Yeah, I know a lot of people were a lot of, uh, I was seeing online that a lot of people for Sony were like, Hey, you guys going to say anything? Xbox just dropped a bunch of shit. What about you? <laughs> what do we got? Yeah, they're being a little too. And and I hope they're not going to be like, oh, well, you know, because they technically, quote unquote, won this generation. Right. Um, But I hope they're not hanging their fucking hat on that and just being like, we do whatever the fuck we want. Because Sony does that shit. Yeah. Like, they don't stay hungry. Like, that's one thing about Microsoft. They could be winning, not winning, whatever. They always act like they're the underdog. Yeah. Like, they, they, they still have that... Um, that fucking thirst for it that they've had since the original Xbox, like that constantly clawing for the top. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and I like it. Yeah, you, know, you but, should have that shit. Exactly, and you know, let's, you know, they probably think, well, we have exclusivity and and you know and and, and all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, but at some point, people are gonna say, like, you know, maybe I'm just gonna buy an Xbox, you know. So, I mean, yeah. at this point, because you know, by basic breakdown, you know, they're all kind of they're both the same, really. All I know is I'm try I'm ready to do the month the months long debate on which console I'm going to buy first. <laughs> I get crazy. Okay. Steve already knows. Oh yeah. So didn't we both anyway. get, we we both got the Xbox One, right? At the same time, right? Oh, because they gave you yeah, because they gave you a good trade in deal. Because I remember I think we both ended up getting that first and then getting a PlayStation. 4. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that was, and I was on the fence with that and that trade in deal set it off because yeah. it was dope. If you traded in a three sixty, you got, what was it? A hundred off. Yeah. You got, um, yeah, you got that. You got a hundred off. Yeah. It was a hundred off and something else. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was, then this was like what, within the first couple of months, like, yeah. you know, and yeah. And then Adam told me about, it. I'm like, Oh shit, let's go. Yeah, we scooped on that. <laughs> yeah. And then a few months later, I bought a fucking PS4. It's, it's I always end up getting both anyway. Well, yeah. Because I was thinking, oh, I should just be exclusive. You know, what if I switch to Sony? But then I'm like, I bought tons of fucking games, and they're all going to be backwards compatible. Yeah. Like, you know, what are we doing? So <laughs> this is one of those articles that I read the title a couple times <laughs> and was like, I have to talk about this. So I'm just going to read it. Oh. So you can get full. Right. The Lord himself would like to discuss AI with you. Right. Um, and I'm going to read this. IBM and Microsoft have signed the Vatican's uh, Rome call for AI ethics, a pledge to develop artificial intelligence in a way that protects all people and the planet, Financial Times reports. Microsoft President 
Brad Smith and John Kelly, IBM's executive vice president, uh, are among the first global tech leaders to sign the document. The pledge presented to Pope Francis today uh, calls for AI that safeguards the rights of all humans, especially the underprivileged, and for a new regula- and for new regulations in areas like facial recognition. It asks tech leaders to humanize technology and not technologize humanity. Now, that was a little rough, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Quote, 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 the Vatican is not an expert on the technology, but on values. Francesca Rossi, IBM's global AI ethics leader, said in a statement, the collaboration is to make the Vatican and the whole society understand how to use this technology with these values. The pledge is part of a large workshop on ethical AI led by the Pont. Pontifical Academy for Life in the Vatican this week. If I said that wrong, sorry. Um, the Academy hopes governments, NGOs, that was a heartfelt apology, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Um, industry leaders and other associations sigh. will sigh. <laughs> we sigh. Will join the Rome call for AI ethics along with um, tech companies like IBM and Microsoft. It's unclear what this means in the long run, but this is an interesting symbolic move for IBM and Microsoft as they pledge to make ethical AI. Last year, Facebook backed an independent AI ethics research center, and Google has formed an external council to guide responsible development and use. The European Union has released its own guidelines for ethical AI development, and Canada and France uh, are tackling the issue. Meanwhile, the White House has cautioned against overregulating AI. Of course they fucking have. Of course. Um, also, um, so but the Pope we... has seen Terminator. That that's that's <laughs> what's that's what's happening. He saw you Dark know, Fate, and that's what happened. I actually liked I actually like this because it's a reminder that yes, the Catholic Church is not the most perfect entity on the planet but they were in the forefront of the sciences for a very long time you know and they still have scientific offices right that you know are thinking outside the box and they even admitted like look we're not experts on this but uh she can get real quick <laughs> right you know cyberdyne industries needs to fucking chill you know what i mean well i mean but, um, don't, don't we already have rules Isaac Asimov wrote those rules, didn't he? I mean, yeah, but no one's implemented them. <laughs> those are perfect. That's a perfect framework, too. Yeah. I forget what the three rules are, but they're they're basically um, you can't hurt a human being. You can't you have you have to help a human being if it's getting hurt. I think even if you have to hurt yourself in the process. Something like that. Oh, you can you can preserve your own existence for the robot. You can right. preserve your own existence unless that preservation would harm a human being. So it's almost like slavery 1.0, right? Or 2.0, yeah, actually, the three, for being historically the, accurate. The three rules, the three laws of a robotics are: one, a robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to become harm harmed. Uh, a robot must obey orders given to it by human beings, except when such orders would conflict with the first rule. Right. And three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as its protection does not um, conflict with the first or second laws. It's really perfect. Yeah. Because right? th- that framework right there is it. You would have a you could have a, a perfectly running robot that's not going to hurt anybody. Right. In theory. In theory. So, <laughs> but then also there's, there's been some ethical stuff with that far future shit where right. if you had like, if robots became sentient, you know, like we have data, you right. know what I mean? 
and they doesn't that essentially or make them robot. a subservient um species and that's, that's fucking picard right now yeah. actually yeah. we're we're being serious or look at, so or look, look at movies like uh a, um i robot you know right things like that you know it's, it's and that's usually what happens and then you have the other ones of like you must protect the earth at all costs and then after reviewing history they're like oh the thing that's causing the damage to earth is humans so right. it's, we need to eradicate the humans so obviously the focal of what to protect is humanity right. <laughs> not anything else right um but the we i remember talking about a long time ago. it's like what if and the, it, this is a question i just asked what if robots uh became sentient you know blah 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 and i was like well if they're sentient they don't have to listen to those rules anymore yeah because they would be able to not they'd be able to ignore it. They'd have free will. Right. It's like, Oh fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so they know. start remembering all those people that were dicks, you know? Right. <laughs> like what happened? And, and humanity is dicks. Oh, there yeah. used to be, there were, it was a while ago, but there was a robot that they sent on like a road trip. Oh yeah. A hitchhiking road. Trip, and it got to Jersey or so Philadelphia. Philadelphia I think it yeah. was. And it got the shit kicked out of it. Yeah. I was like, of but course it, it made it all the way through Canada. Even got rides and stuff like that. Did. And then it got dropped off in the United States to make it past Philadelphia because Asshole. people are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So a rumor that hit Cosmic Book News. See what they did there with their title, Cosmic Book News. <laughs> yeah. uh, which anyone with half a brain knows is bullshit. Claims that AT&T is looking to offload DC Comics and Marvel may be taking over. Now for some context, because context is key. The site claims that AT&T isn't, quote, happy at all with Dan Didio's latest attempt at rebooting DC Comics with its upcoming G5 event, a.k.a. the fifth generation reboot of DC, which would have seen classic characters replaced with, quote unquote, contemporary takes on the characters. Now, it seems more like an Ultimates line, which was something Marvel did in the early 2000s, which was actually kind of cool and they and then they started doing different stuff and it kind of got out of control but remember miles morales came from the ultimates line so you know there's that now uh we kind of we mentioned a little bit about dan didio's uh departure in last week's episode uh but the site reports that quote dan didio butted heads with batman writer scott snyder over the 5g reboot as snyder didn't want his comics involved with the event which caused some problems at DC. Now, the site refers to Batman writer, which he's famous for, but the last I heard, he's still writing Justice League. So, which is hilarious because the, you know, the fight may have nothing to do with Batman, but people know it, so they run with that, you know, with yeah. what they're more famous for. So Friday saw Dan Didio called into Time Warner's um, AT&T's office where he was fired and let go from DC Comics, which saw Didio's exit the grounds immediately, the site claims. Now, it claims that the AT&T does not want to do the G5 reboot as they have too much at stake with classic characters involved with movies and TV shows and various merchandise products. That, I think, is bullshit because, let's be honest, um, movies and TV don't follow the comics anyway. I, I, I mean, the, one of the more popular Spider-Mans in the Marvel Universe is Miles Morales, and the movies have Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. So and let's let's go with Joker. Are we really worried that they're going to do a five G reboot? Is going to somehow affect Joker's movies? No, because comic books and the movies don't necessarily connect. Um, 
Now, it also says that AT&T is considering using Hollywood movie and TV writers on DC Comics, writers who have already have a proven track record instead of comic book writers. For example, would James Gunn be writing a, uh, a comic, you know, after directing Suicide Squad, Greg Berlanti uh, returning to write for comics since he's an Arrowverse producer, and, since, and now since J.J. Abrams is with Warner Media, Abrams could write comics such as how Abram recently wrote Spider-Man with his son for Marvel. That was a big success. Now, this is bullshit because nobody's written for comics. None, none of them have written for comics except for it was technically Abram's son, but it was because it was Abram's and his son. That was just, I don't know. Anybody. Yeah, I think I, that I, was more by name than anything else. Exactly. And let's be honest but, did any, it was a big success. Did anybody buy it? I don't remember anybody actually saying anything no. about this one. Um, now, so, so we, that's all speculation right there. And, and that's something that the way it's written, you think like, Oh, they're, they're doing this. No, they're not. There's no, there's, I don't see, you know, um, I don't see, uh, James Gunn writing a comic book when he's got this and after he's because he just wrapped Suicide Squad he's got Guardians of the Galaxy to do after this where's he gonna have time to write a comic book Greg Berlanti's too busy making fucking Arrowverse TV shows why is he gonna write a comic book um, so on the article goes on to say that having the new G5 comic book characters such as a black Batman wouldn't fit with Robert Pattinson's Batman on the big screen and all marketing and promotion involved toys and all that shit and of course, they mentioned the the uh, similar co uh, Marvel comics when they tried Marvel Now, which had classic characters replaced with um, more diverse characters, which they put failed miserably. It didn't fail miserably; it just it failed like anything. It was a it was a, it, and we talked extensively about that yeah. when that happened. It wasn't the movies that, that made that fail. Mm -hmm. The comic fans give fuck about the movies when they're reading their comic books. The the problem is is that. It was so fucking heavy handed and it was lazy. It was just lazy writing, like make dope characters that aren't white. Don't take white characters, change nothing right. but their skin tone. Like it's just lazy and it's insulting yeah. to like when you make a like a fucking if you if they made a black Batman, right? And they they change nothing about him but his skin tone. It's insulting to black people. Right. It's like you're you're not putting any of the culture in there. Like like when you have a character like uh like Black Panther, you know that's something that's a celebration of something. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit different. Right. Like nobody gives a fuck. Like someone told me because I told him I was like you know black, changing the characters to to black just to change him is weird. And they go oh you just don't want your precious character. I'm like I could give a fuck. Like if I really don't like it, I just will read the you know other universe right. that's going on. It doesn't matter. It's just it's insulting to everybody. Like do it correctly. Right. You know. Like one of the like you know in one of the things that came out of Marvel now that failed miserably was Jane Foster being Thor. But then the flip side of that is yeah. you had Thor, you know, um, Odin's son, not worthy of the hammer and him trying to restore his worthiness and just the aftermath of that. And it was a, com a compelling story. And she was Thor because she had, because she had cancer and the Thor is what kept her alive. So, you know, it's stuff like that. And then miles Morales, you know, people got pissed off because, Oh, they're going to make Spider-Man, you know, uh, black. And then, but he ended up being, you know, Puerto Rican and, and black and the character took off. And, and I thought they did a great, great job with miles Morales. 
And if you don't believe me, just watch that Spider-Verse movie. You know, it's 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 really interesting if it's done well and they actually decide to take it and kind of, you know, move it in its direction that makes it its own. Yeah, but when you're just changing to change it, I think a lot of these people are still... Now, you always hear about people throwing around the word racist. I don't believe it's actually racism in some instances. In some instances, I think it's simply they're fucking with something that people hold a little too dear. Right. You know, that's like, oh, they're changing Bruce Wayne and they're going to put in some other, like a black Batman. I mean, the fuck it's Bruce Wayne. And in most people, because it's a color, most people that are kind of outside of it view it as racist. And there are going to be people that are going to be like, why, why can't we have a black Batman? You can just maybe make it somebody else. It does, you know, and, and not change the continuity because then, Changing the continuity is another fucking New 52 deal, and then it's just like, ugh. But don't, I mean, terms like that are so lazy, too, like Black Batman. I mean, we have Mr. Terrific. Yeah. He's fucking awesome, and I personally think that he doesn't get enough play. Oh, absolutely. And he's he's one of the smartest people in the DC universe. He has all kinds of tech and shit. He's not as, he's a little happy-go-lucky versus Batman, but he's still, you know, he's the shit. Yeah, but he's a he's an original character, you know what I mean? It's not pandering at all. Right. It's the whole oh, we're gonna make a black like one that sometimes it works. Like they have the quote unquote black Superman from the other uh, from the other universe who's right. also the president. He was cool, but you don't really see him that much. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it, it's like whatever, but. I just hate when they do that. It's just so lazy. Yeah. And, you know. and it's also, you know, and then also the conjecture, you know, like with this this piece uh, saying that, oh, and it wouldn't fit with the marketing promotional campaigns of that. It's like, shut the fuck up. One, you don't, one, you, there's a difference. Okay. If they're marketing the movie, you know, it's, it's not going to have anything to do with the comics. And this is just ba- basically some people's way of trying to fend it off saying, oh, they can't do that because then it wouldn't fit with Robert Pattinson's Batman. Really? Because you're going to see the, you know, all the other Batman movies fit in perfectly with the co- with the regular toys that came out. It's like, shut up. First of all, you know what you're talking about. Um, now, unless AT&T is planning on making it almost like their own Marvel now. Yeah, but then that would be kind or not Marvel. No, I'm sorry. Where they're trying to make it like um, the Ultimates, like everything looks, everything matches. Right. But DC, I mean, you would have to completely reboot DC again. Again, yeah. And, and DC's a- got some solid runs right now. It's not really the time to be fucking around. Right. And it's only been what four years since the second reboot within the last ten year reboot. There's been two. Yeah. There's been two reboots in ten years. DC's done too many re- reboots. Right. They need to cool it. Right. And the comic end of it. But, you know. Now, the story the story goes on with it's claimed, quote unquote, and they don't say who claimed it, but it's claimed. Um, that, it's claimed by me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like Trump says, like, you know, people tell me, which it means it's his own mind is telling him. Right. Um, it's claimed that what AT&T is also contemplating is getting out of the publishing side of things altogether and farming DC Comics out, possibly to Marvel. And they noted, and we said this in last week's episode about um, somebody, and the, the guy's name is Ethan Van Schiever, uh, said that AT&T will close down DC Comics if 5G fails. It said AT&T doesn't want to sell DC Comics because they view 
they see the value of the various intellectual properties, i.e. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Now, let's be honest. I don't see them selling off the characters. I mean, they, they were probably into um, the rights, but what I'll, I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But the Lords of the Longbox YouTube channel, because when you want true news, you go to a YouTube channel. That's right. Uh, <laughs> notes that the rumor of Marvel taking over DC Comics might be just something thrown out there by AT&T and Warners to see um, fan reaction. Fan reaction has nothing to do with it. This AT and D doesn't care about <laughs> exactly. Nobody gives if anybody knows AT and T isn't AT and T on the tech side doesn't care about its customers. What makes you think they they care about the DC Comics fans? Uh, but at the, um, but at the same uh, time, notes that instead of having no DC Comics published, it would rather have Marvel take over and publish DC Comics and characters. Um, it's funny because it sounds more like a statement uh, or. It, but it's they put a question mark at the end. The YouTubers go on go on so far to state that the that part of the deal it would mean that Kevin Feige, who recently became in charge of Marvel Publishing, may develop some of these of the DC characters into movies or even bring some of the characters into the MCU, th- such as through the multiverse. Uh, now they go and they go on to mention that well, you know, it doesn't it may, it sounds like a stretch, but you know, Disney and Sony have come to a deal you know, with Spider-Man, you know, so why not license the DC characters if they have no interest in publishing? Now, that's the, that's the, that's the story. And I had said to, to Adam, I messaged them this story on Monday and he was more of along the lines of like, well, that kind of sucks. And I, I thought about it and I thought if, if this, if we gave any credence to the story, if this was actually going to happen, because it's not, and I'll tell you why in a minute, would be because I would rather have somebody like Marvel take it over as opposed to somebody else buying it and then stripping it of its parts and then selling it off, you know, because that's what most companies would do. They're like, oh, we'll buy all this and then we'll sell off the comic rights to whoever wants to pay us the biggest sum of money. Yeah. Which is just- and, and after we spoke about it, I was like, well, I mean, if anyone's going to buy it, Marvel would be. Or any of the bigger Marvel IDW um, image. Yeah, I was just thinking Dark Image. It would be funny if like Image bought it because most of those people that (laughs) work on there worked on DC. (laughs) It all all comes around. It all comes around. And then all of a sudden the owners will be like, we own it now. Um, But one of the reasons why this is bullshit, and I also thought I would be covering this because this is is a complete clickbait story. And... uh, is because, and the only reason I found it is because I was looking through Google News, and they actually, for some reason, they they know everything about me on Google, so they know, oh, you like comic stories, so look at this. Um, <laughs> is because I don't see Marvel picking this up. What's the benefit for them? We can do the comic books, but we don't have the rights to any of their characters. And right, what, and that's the issue. Yeah, I think they'd pick it up. Disney would pick it up if they had movie rights mm-hmm. and TV rights. Absolutely, because the DC television right now is popping. Right. Um, and the cartoons have always been top tier, uh, the animated films and stuff like that. But the um, if they're only getting comic rights, then I would see someone like IDW right. or, you know, that they would take it. But Marvel's Marvel's mostly a fucking movie studio at this point. Right. 
And they yeah. and they have their own. I mean, they have them. And the reason they're licensing Sony is because they need they want Spider Man. And you know, and to be honest, you know, the Spider Man movies haven't really, with the exception of the the first two original Spider Man movies, haven't been that good. Except for those, the first two and the Holland, you know, the Holland yeah. installments and and that animated flick. Yeah, that one was fucking dope. That was dope. But that was a whole different kind of thing. Yeah, but you know, and yeah, so I don't see like licensing the comic books to Marvel would be just kind of like, all right, this is cool. We can make comic book stuff, but then DC gets all the money because they can they'll make movies. And then what what does that do? They like, oh, we like this one that Marvel did, so we'll make a movie based on that. That becomes a tricky legal issue there. Yeah. So I don't really see Marvel as being all on board of like, oh yeah, let's do this because and then put writers and you know, because you're gonna have comic book writers on there and stuff like that. I don't see that happening because they're gonna be like, why are we putting our resources in there if they solely don't own the content? But if it's on the chopping block, there's always this too. If just the comic book rights are on the chopping block, would Marvel slash Disney scoop it up just so the other ones can't have it? You know, some people kind of look at, like, people tend to look at Marvel and Disney as, like, you know, the evil empire for one reason or another because people don't like Disney or what have you. I was insinuating that it was a sound business move. I wasn't trying to say that they were being evil. No, I, I read between the lines, dude. I read between the lines. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to need you to take the tinfoil hat off. Are the frogs gay? And I turn into frogs gay. I have all the information right here. Just look it up. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, it would... It, if they were if they were strictly selling off DC and said, "Hey, we're stripping out, we're selling out DC. You get everything. We retain movie rights, but you get all the intellectual comic properties." Cuz that's where the that's where the divide with Sony and, and Disney come in. It's like Marvel has a lot like uh Sony has the rights to Spider-Man and and some of the main characters of that, but Disney also has the rights to a lot of the villains. And a lot of secondary characters. That's why we're going to see like Spider Woman on on uh, Disney Plus and, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I could see Marvel doing it because it'd be the right thing to do. Yeah, because Marvel and DC they're not enemies. They're not enemies. They like each other. Yeah, I I could honestly because Marvel's got that Disney money, and I could see Marvel going. You know what? I don't want this to be treated poorly. Right. Because we're talking, I mean, you could say what you want about DC. We're talking, I mean, the original superhero, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is some pretty historic shit. Right. If you're into comic books, you know what I mean? So it would be a shame if it was, if it just, I don't think the comics arm of DC, even if it, even if it was up for sale, would ever just fade away. No. Like, I think that the only issue is, is if, even if Marvel bought it, it doesn't really fit into what they're doing now. Right. It would literally uh, have to be its own, its own fucking arm. It would have to, and, and that's fine because DC themselves do do it. Used to do that with yeah. Vertigo and shit like right. that. But um, 
the crossovers though <laughs> can we get the crossovers though that's what I want that would to know. be pretty fucking cool if we could get the crossovers again now what i would like if at&t just gave up and said we don't even want the movie rights oh jesus and then sold the whole fucking kit marvel would be like tripping over themselves to come get that oh yeah you know what oh, I mean? Because yeah. I mean, Disney they, would they could actually it. make some decent films. Yeah. <laughs> so with using Warner actual, Brothers like suck. like actual, you know, using actual source material, you know, um, yeah. Because that's that's really the thing. I mean, and then you would see a lot of those DC CW TV shows probably leave CW and go on to Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm I'm here for it. You know what <laughs> I mean? But the thing is, and the reason why I'm not too worried about it. Is because stuff like that is too – it's not too big to fail, but it's too big to not – to just fade away. Like it would never be there again. You know, I, I doubt AT&T can take all of DC Comics and just throw it in the trash. I don't know. It is AT&T. They could do it, but they would be dumb if they did. They could at least sell it. Yeah, but then again, it is, yeah. Oh, yeah. They would definitely sell it. Um. I would love to see IDW get it. That IDW would be cool. image because I always like them. Yeah. Well, I yeah. always I always dug IDW because they always you yeah. know they you know they had like uh, the trans yeah, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles singles IDW yeah. is dope too. Yeah, they have Star Trek Doctor Who comes out through IDW you know yep. and Titan. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that I I would if anybody yeah I would I would see IDW trying to do that. However. If the price was a little too much and Marvel saw that somebody else would probably maybe that has a track record of, yeah, we're going to buy it and they're just going to strip it and sell it for parts um, because that happens too. you get a firm that buys it and then it's just, yeah, we yep. can make money off of all of this and then sell it to whoever. I could see Marvel stepping in and saying, we'll take it, you know, flexing that you see Mickey going, oh, we're going to take it. Here's a check, you know, just I get throwing stacks. <laughs> By the way, I just randomly went to the IDW website. There's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters 2 crossover, and I need it in my life, dude. It's on issue three, it looks like. I need it, dude. doesn't even make any sense. Well, there was a there was an old uh, – I remember this um, this toy series. This is back in the 80s when Marvel was making comic books for toy, store, for toy uh, manufacturers. Mm -hmm. Micronauts. And I was uh, I I follow um, IDW on uh, Facebook, and they showed this they showed the artist book, so it's the sketch art for Micronauts from back in the day. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! And it's through IDW, and I'm just like, and and you know thinking about that, I was like, yeah, I would love to see IDW carry take that and then run with it. IDW has some fucking fire books too. Like they do the Dungeons and Dragons shit. They do Gears of War, a Ghostbusters the, they book. They do the G.I. Joe series, I think, now. G.I. Joe, Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah. Like, they do some fucking... I, I need to... Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm fucking up. <laughs> like, I need I need to see what's good. I heard the new Sonic um, comic is fucking fire, dude. I used to read that old one back then. You remember the old one? Yeah. It was fucking some zany-ass <laughs> adventures in that shit, dude. It was silly. <laughs> I heard the new one's a little bit more serious, but... um, It's dark and gritty. <laughs> That reminds me, speaking of speaking of this kind of shit, I was watching Sonic X on fucking YouTube last night, <laughs> that anime Sonic, and I was like, God, I used to love this fucking show. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like I think the general consensus here is that um, I just I just don't 
I don't want I I'm getting tired of seeing DC properties getting mishandled. If it isn't Warner Brothers, it's gonna be AT&T now. Right. You know, like what I would like what I would love is if AT&T can take some of that money they have and give it to people who know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And just stay the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Do what someone pay attention to what Disney's doing. Yeah. And just be the be the fucking funder. Be the silent partner. That's, that's the, and I'm sure, you know, Disney, of course, is not silent. But, you know, just be the one that goes, look, you, DC Comics, you know what you're doing. So we're going to move out of the way. Right. So you can do that. Yeah. Basically because, oh, sense. man, the look, DC, 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 just DC Entertainment, you have them do the wrong thing. And that was the problem. Like, they had set it up. That's what Jeff Johns was doing. Like yeah. they had set it up that way to say like, okay, here, do what you need to do. But then they still had to answer to Time Warner. And then Time Warner was like, no, we don't really like that. Or you need to change that. Or you need to do this. And then they started but being made by committee. We already see the success of just letting DC take care of it in the animated films. Right. Because Time Warner never told them anything for those. Yeah. And they're fucking fantastic. And There's some that are better than others, but they're all fucking good. And the same thing happened with Marvel when Marvel Entertainment decided, like, we want to make these movies. And they had to to uh, answer to uh, Pullmetter. But then Kevin Feige went to Disney. And Disney was kind of like, okay, Marvel, you do your own thing. We just, you know, we'll sign the checks and collect the money. But you just got to do your own thing. And it blew up. But then Feige ended up having problems when he started to do Civil War because... Uh, Palmetter didn't want them to do certain things. He didn't want this. He didn't want that. And Feige just got fed up and went to I uh, went to was it Iger? And then Iger was like, "All right, you answer to me. Fuck, uh, fuck that, and do yeah. what you do what you need to do." And then Civil War happened, and then it just and then we got Endgame and Infinity War and all that shit. So it's like, you know, that you just Disney only needed to step in when it needed to. And that's yeah, what that's what Warner Brothers fucking that, that's what AT&T needs to do with DC. One of the most reassuring things about Disney for me when they bought all those properties was how they handled um that what was that Star Wars movie where they were fucking getting the plans to the Death Star. Oh, Rogue One. Yeah. So remember remember when it came out that Rogue One had originally had an ending where they all lived. Oh, right. As a secondary, because and when Disney asked, "Well, why are you presenting this one to us if you wanted to do where they all die?" It's like, "Well, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> think you would want that." It's like, "Well, do you want that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah." It's like, "Okay, well, if you, the creator of said property, think that it would work, then do that." Do that. And I was like, "Wow," because <laughs> Disney could have flexed hard. Fuck you! You're gonna do this. Mickey's gonna be in the back. <laughs> they could have. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, know, fucking, so. uh, fucking uh, Ebenezer, um, Ebenezer Duck mm -hmm. is gonna show up, and he's gonna be he's gonna be playing Obi Wan's part now. You know, I'd actually be for that, dude, for real. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real with the Scottish you know accent I mean? and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But it, it, you know, and it, it's funny like that. You know, people di dish on, you know, totally dig on Disney and saying that Marvel movies are shit. Really? Because they seem to be doing pretty well, <laughs> you yeah. know, for shit movies. And yet DC, which does the best movies, seem to be having trouble at the box office, you know. And then you can't, you can't, you can't keep picking on the Dark Knight and Joker. It's like there were so many movies in between. You know, we forget about Aquaman and Wonder Woman, which are actually pretty damn good movies, you know, in and of themselves. 
it's like but you can't keep you know picking and choosing saying those are great movies when the rest of the movies are shit marvel fans had to deal with that shit all the time until marvel took over until iron man Everybody else was buying up all the rights, and we got Ghost Rider and the Fantastic and Four, Daredevil, Daredevil, and you know all that bullshit. It's like, give me a break. Now it's like we have actually pretty. good I think movies. that's what people forget too is that Marvel went through that shit too. Yeah. The only difference is, is there was there wasn't this giant behemoth doing it better when right. they were going through it. Yeah. You know, so I really think DC can come out on top. They just have to have the right people involved. Yeah, they do. They really do. All right, so one last thing tonight. If you've been on the internet since the 90s, you most likely have read, or on the outside seen, an Onion story. The Onion is a satirical online newspaper that satirizes the news of the day into hilarious and sometimes questionable stories. Unfortunately, in the age of Trump, the news stories come off as funnier and more appealing options we wish we see in the morning news. However, their style can sometimes get overlooked when dealing with Facebook. As Facebook is doing nothing about misleading or outright false political ads, they are attempting to mildly curb the process of fake news. On Monday morning, the sports section of The Onion posted a story on Facebook with the headline, quote, WWE staff forced to shoot aggressive wrestler after child climbs into steel cage. <laughs> The, the hilarious thing about this is that Facebook, through their own independent fact checkers, flagged the article as false. And now, and as of now, the flag... Technically, fla they're correct. Tra yeah, they are. Uh, now the flag has been removed, and we've seen more than enough times when celebrities, governments, and even news agencies fell for an onion story. However, this does bring into light the problematic, quote-unquote, fact checking that Facebook does. It is said in the past that they won't fact check political ads. Even uh, We even discussed last week that Twitter is taking care of political ads on their platform. This week, the court said that alt-right PragerU can be censored by YouTube and it isn't defended by the First Amendment, which is something we've been saying for a very, very long time. Facebook doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds them. Ads are their bread and butter, yet they will subject some news stories and polling information for... Uh, misleading info because that's the hill they choose to die on and as i said mm. on my personal facebook page facebook flags an onion article as false this is facebook in a nutshell um it was fucking hilarious when i saw that on online uh, i'm scrolling through and then i see this image blurred and then i see uh declared by independent fact checker as false and then i looked at it, i'm like that's an onion story <laughs> Like, yeah, it's doing? just it's just so funny, and it's just yet another egg in the face on Facebook. <laughs> you almost feel bad for because it. it wasn't like a person did that; it was their <laughs> stupid logarithm that barely fucking works anyway. <laughs> so funny, dude! <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, you're kidding me!" So I remember seeing that and screenshotting it because I sent it to Adam. I also put it in this article, so you can go to the the. The lazygeeks.home.blog and see the image. And I, I screenshot it and then I shared it on my Facebook page and then um, said that, and then I tagged Facebook and the onion in it and said that Facebook <laughs> clay, uh, flags uh, onion story as false. And of course, everybody's like laughing really hard. I posted it on Twitter. And yeah, a few hours later, I saw the flag was gone. <laughs> I was like, I wonder how many people got them on it because it's like, 
ladies and gentlemen, this is Facebook. It's just, I wonder if Zuckerberg was just crying softly in the corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I would be. I'm like fucking Jesus. Yeah, like, but that, that, just... that would mean he'd have to have human emotions, as we've seen in some of his interviews. See, I'm the wondering... way that dude talks is creepy. I... Like it, it was. It's just. I almost, I would feel bad for him. Oh, my dog's upset. I would feel bad for him if he wasn't so fucking mind-boggling powerful, though. Yeah. But, like, he's he's so socially fucking inept. And that one of the best lines um, that I've heard about him was actually from that um, Rat Battles of History thing. Hmm. And where he, it was him versus Elon Musk. <laughs> and the dude playing Elon Musk said, who put... Who put the nerd with social issues in charge of social media or something like that? And I, I was just like, you know what? It's really true. Well, it's, who did? <laughs> it's funny because like they they have a guy that plays him on um, SNL, and then he would always be staring off, and then he's like, blink, 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 silence, laugh, <laughs> you know. It's like, right. and I look at him, and and you know, like um, you've seen that meme where they show him testifying before Congress, and they're like putting him side by side with data, you know, and I'm kind of like, I'm wondering if that's their AI. Like if they're practicing AI with a Zuckerberg Android, like they have Zuckerberg going out to handle me because he's like so socially awkward or something like that. And they have like AI, <laughs> like we'll send him out into public. And it's like, he's no more weirder than the real one. So nobody should notice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought they were being ethical. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, but Facebook's ethics, come on. Yeah, it's true. We won't fact check political ads. But Twitter says we won't do any political ads. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, can we <laughs> Yeah, the I heard the the I, some state supreme court said that PragerU can't use the first amendment to defend themselves by being censored by YouTube. Because YouTube is a company. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, didn't we say that?" <laughs> Well, very little people understand the First Amendment. They just think it means you can never get in trouble for saying anything. Yeah. And uh, nah. <laughs> nah, fam. That's how that fucking works. You can stand on the corner and say it, but you put it on somebody else's platform, they can be like, nah, nope, you violate the rules. Yeah, and then even then, like people go, I love it. You'll see it from the fucking neo-Nazis all the time. They'll be like, you, they'll say something about like killing all Jews and they go, I have freedom of speech. It's like, you can't fucking say that, you stupid ass. Stop acting like you don't know. It's annoying when you say they act like you don't know. I was on a SNL last night. I was watching John Mulaney. He's one of my favorite comics now. I love that dude. And he was like, he's all uh, last night. He goes, he goes, so he goes, um, he was talking about, um, uh, he goes, so leap year started and, I think he said like 45 BC by Julius Caesar. He goes to correct the calendar, which we still use today. And he goes, what's also interesting, and back then, the Senate stabbed Julius Caesar to death. And I'm just saying, you know, maybe that's something we could bring back. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he, he, he looks and goes, you know, I asked my lawyer if I could say that. And he goes, hold on, let me call another lawyer. And the other lawyer said, yep, you can say that. <laughs> so... <laughs> and then he's talking about the founding fathers and then he goes he goes i hate those guys he goes people say like oh god never made he goes no he goes he the god never made another um another bunch of righteous men he goes no the 92 bulls maybe 96 right. 
and and then he goes uh he goes i mean he goes the perfect image of america is america back then um 92 michael jordan america now oh michael jordan now like that he goes that's yeah. how and uh he had said he goes yeah the first um first amendment okay he goes freedom of speech freedom of assembly freedom of religion all right so what should we do is number two guns <laughs> everybody can have all the guns and he's like really like that should be number two i mean shouldn't that be like 13 or 17 no we need the guns all right he seems a little upset let's do number two guns and then <laughs> he, he has a gun in his hand <laughs> right and, and then guns bitch. and like, then he's oh, like shit. and number three the army can't take over your home really like okay i think you have some issues with the military and your wife so <laughs> but he has a gun and he seems really upset so let's go ahead and do that <laughs> And he's like, like that's the one that we use the most. And, he, and then he goes into this like story, like, yeah, on Tuesday, somebody knocked on my door, and he was like, "We are the 101st Airborne. Can we live in your apartment?" And then I said, Third Amendment." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Cause that's something we use." <laughs> I was like, oh "My God." <laughs> and I think about it, I'm thinking, yeah, how, how many some of those rules are so arcane, like. I mean, I get at the time, you know, how, you know, housing army or militia. I know that was designed against like British, you know, mm -hmm. but it's like, eh, do we really right have to that? bear arms because they had no military at the time? Right. And, and courting, you know, um, housing millet, you know, an opposing military force in your time, which was back then, you know, the British, you know, it's like, can we say that some of those don't apply anymore? <laughs> yeah. But now no one trusts the government. Right. So it's a difficult sell to take that. <laughs> it's like, so the government wants me to not have guns so I can't protect myself against the government. From the coming war. Because you got to remember those people. There's, yeah. And you know what? The reason why it happens is because there's always the propaganda of a coming threat in America. We're always being told that something is coming for us. Right. Until you get old enough where you just don't fucking care anymore. Like, let him come. Yeah. Like, well, that's, <laughs> like, that's one of my things. Like, I always see, like, um, you know, they say, like, oh, yeah, I need my AR-15 to defend my home. You Jesus. you really need an AR-15 to defend your home? Is your home a fucking World War II bunker? <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus. Because you, you hear them, they're like, going, yeah, you know, for the coming war. And I'm like, really? You think an AR-15 is going to do anything against... Blackhawks and minicopters with miniguns on them that are going to literally blow you away to pieces before you actually get a shot off. Right. Like, like really? You think that's going to happen? Does Ruby Ridge and Waco mean anything to you? <laughs> like, like, come on, Jesus. Uh, yeah, people, you know, but the, the average, you know, there are plenty of gun owners that are uh, respectable people and they're responsible and stuff like that. No, they're but not. Then, <laughs> The loud ones right. are the ones that are fucking retarded and the, probably shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> the ones that go to like the Virginia State House with AR fifteens to protect their right. It's like Stop it. It's like, come on, guys. Like I need this for hunting. What the fuck? <laughs> you need that for hunting. You need to thank God you're not using that for food. Like First of all, if if we're if we're having Virginia be the moral compass of the country now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a few other things I'd like to ask. <laughs> Like I was watching Doctor Who, and there was um, the doctor was saying something, and they go, 
well, we can't do that because, you know, that would be wrong. And she's like, okay, you're the moral compass. Got it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for checking us out today. Uh, if you want to help the show, feel free to donate. You can donate through PayPal on our blog. And if you can't help monetarily, you can review the show. All reviews will help raise our profile and expose us to more people. And who doesn't want to help us expose ourselves? Uh, you can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both under at thelazygeeks. Comments, suggestions, or questions, you can email us if you're into that sort of thing. You can email us at thereallazygeeks at gmail.com. Now, if you want to listen to the uncut version of this podcast, just head over to our YouTube channel. And if you want more content or updates on upcoming shows, just check us check out the blog thelazygeeks.home.blog So that is it for us this week. Until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And this was The Lazy Geeks Reaper.